This is Ross Coulthard, and you are listening to That UFO Podcast. That UFO Podcast is powered by Zencaster. Zencaster is one of the world's leading platforms for recording and hosting podcasts. The open beta strives to put the power of studio quality remote video production into the hands of anyone with a story to tell. Features include HD video recording, studio quality sound, chat and footnotes. All running right from your browser so you can record from anywhere without ever installing anything. Check out the links in the show description to find out more. Hi everyone and welcome back to That UFO Podcast. Delighted to be joined again by Mr. Brandon Fugo, owner of Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, Brandon, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, it's good to be with you. Thank you for uh, welcoming me back and I look forward to answering any questions as we're heading into our third season of our docu-series and continue our historic scientific investigation. Well, we've got a lot of listeners in the States where you are three episodes in to season three. I believe episode three airs this evening. Um, It's the afternoon as we record this just now. And listeners in the UK have a little bit longer to wait unless they're watching it via other means, which in 2022 are, of course, available online. Uh, So I've had a lot of different questions from listeners, Brandon, for you as well as my own. Uh, I want to kick off by asking, how has the reception been to season three, especially now we are a few episodes in? Ah, very positive. And I I think it is important to note that our investigation continues 24-7, 365 days a year. So even when the production uh, team is not uh, present on the property, uh, we we have our full-time physicist and uh, additional team members that that are actively engaged with the, the ongoing investigation. You're very engaged and active yourself on social media, which is massively appreciated by people like myself. And like you say, people forget, some people forget, you've got a lot of fans of the show and, and, the, and the, the events and experiences that happen on Skinwalker Ranch even before you took over the property. Is there still a frustration for you that some people see it just as a TV show and they think that when the cameras stop, the events and the experiences stop as well? Sure, there can be a, a source of frustration, but it's understandable. And so I appreciate the opportunity to clarify that the the docu-series on History Channel only exists because there has been an ongoing scientific investigation under my ownership that commenced in April of 2016 and has continued unabated until present day. Uh, and so it's it's an exciting opportunity to be able to bring the public uh, onto the property virtually, if you will, through the docu-series format. Uh, and I, I only wish that we we had the opportunity to create something a little <laughs> a little bit more engaging. But we're we're working on it. We uh, we have a, a lot of other resources and uh, opportunities that we're we are unveiling and opening up to the general public. I mean, our, our web portal, which is www.skinwalker-ranch.com, uh, is, is live and, oper- and offers an opportunity for uh, the public to engage and, uh, and to be able to, to you know, review a lot of the, uh, the ongoing details relative to our investigation 
when the cameras aren't necessarily rolling. Well, I was going to ask about that a little bit down the line, but you've you've touched on it. So let's let's talk about the website. So it's a premium slash subscription based site. What was the thinking behind that, and and what is it people can access? Well, you know, the, there's a lot of content. In fact, an abundance of content that doesn't cost anything that is there for the public to review and 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 to be able to have access to. The team uh, is 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 really. Uh, excited and wanted the opportunity to engage more with the public and to continue, I think, a, a, a little bit more active uh, role and engagement that would come through this this uh, this portal. And so it's a good complement to the series. But the series has been uh, very well received. I, you know, we are a hit. I think we're the the number two show on the History Channel on the network. And we're consistently in the top 10 in ca- all cable television, I believe, as we air. So it, it really is a uh, an indication that we have a global audience and that people are very interested in these topics and our ongoing investigation. Has there been a particular highlight for yourself from this season that you can talk about? Gosh, you know, we, we, we started the season off with a bang, bringing out uh, former... Governor Gary Herbert uh, from the state of Utah to have the the longest serving governor in in recent history uh, actually show a, an active interest and want to come on the property and and to engage with the team and to to be able to draw from his his existing resources uh, in order to assist was a, a big moment. But I think even beyond that, we we saw right off the <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, UFO activity captured on camera in broad daylight in conjunction with advanced rocketry experiments and uh, and and a host of other activities that continue to stimulate activity uh, with the phenomena on the property. Is there anything that's happened this season that you weren't able to get into the show that you or the, the other ranch members were hoping to? Uh, sure. There's always a lot of activity that doesn't make it uh, onto the series. I would say that you know, 95% of what is filmed ends up on the cutting room floor, if you will. Uh, it's just a reality associated with uh, with trying to, to put together a, a, uh, a properly edited and packaged summary of our activities. But, you know, I think it's it's important for people to realize also that none of this is fabricated, contrived, scripted. This is a completely unscripted uh, actual record of events as they unfold with the team. And I think that presents a unique opportunity for people to see you know, behind the scenes how our scientific research has unfolded on this really unique piece of property. I remember speaking to Thomas Winterton uh, just after season one had finished and people were talking about one of the experiments, how it looked as if it had been faked because the equipment wouldn't have worked the way it would have. Uh, But Thomas explained quite rightly that the piece of equipment was supposed to be placed inside of a tin can, to which he said, you can't fit a TV camera inside the tin can to show it. So we have to, one, do the experiment with the tin can but also we have to then show you the piece of equipment we're using. And right. it's things like that no, people don't realize that, that are happening. No, and, and we, have, it, we have several physicists 
you know, there on site that are assisting with the scientific protocols, with trying to establish the proper approach as far as this, the experiment, the experimental activity on the property. And I think it's a learning process. I mean, that this is, this is something that, that people are thankfully able to see unfold as we're learning and, and attempting to approach the, the challenge of documenting and interacting with the phenomena. It, this is not a straightforward linear path to discovery. It, it, it's, it is, uh, very challenging. You know, a lot of people ask us, well, if, if you have so many equipment failures and electromagnetic anomalies and malfunctions, how are you able to present and, and record the docu-series? And I, I think it's, it, it would surprise everyone to know that uh, we, we are constantly dealing with everything from drone malfunctions to battery failures <laughs> over and over to all sorts of equipment malfunction and even damage during the course of trying to document this. So it, it is not an easy uh, process in order to capture what is taking place on the ranch. Now, that engagement from the phenomenon, something you mentioned, and, and digging has always been a sensitive subject on the ranch. A whole show, I believe in series one, was called Bad Things Happen When You Dig. Right. Has there been any discussion, and this is something that quite a lot of listeners asked me, Brandon, any discussion around a larger scale dig to get to the bottom of what could be underneath the ranch? Sure. If if you see some of the uh, the trailer or preview material for this upcoming season, you see that we we take a very aggressive approach to to probing the uh, the mesa and to to actually uh, digging and and probing the property to to really I think follow up on the experiments of the last several seasons and and to be able to I think zero in on on really what is happening. And now that we're three seasons in and obviously we still have half of season three at least to go. Where do you see Skinwalker Ranch as a series heading? Do you see an end goal or an end game? You know, I, I don't really have an end game relative to the docu-series, uh, although I'm thankful for the opportunity for us to present uh, our investigation on the History Channel and to engage with the public. It doesn't change the fact that, that this is an ongoing scientific investigation and, and we'll continue with or without a, uh, a docu-series in the works. Uh, it, it is my hope that we'll be able to continue to reveal to the public the progression of events that, that are occurring even on a daily basis, even this past week on the property. There are things happening that, uh, that we were continually surprised by. Anything particular you could mention? Because people will be pulling my hair out if I don't ask. <laughs> well, I I think I think it's safe to say without without prematurely revealing anything that that increased you know UFO activity or unidentified aerial phenomena is is something that we are continuing to document on the property with 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 great frequency. We're also uh, uncovering other mysteries that are, in essence, puzzle pieces. Uh, puzzle pieces that we're putting together in order to understand what we are dealing with at Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, many of the scientists that came before us qualified you know, the 
the uh, activity on the ranch is is being attributed to a precognitive, sentient, non-human intelligence. You know, even something or some things that have the ability to to interact or have access to our consciousness. Now, are there any other places around the Uinta Basin that you would like to get involved within the show? And I wonder, even not just yourself, but Travis Taylor, Thomas Winterton, Brian Arnold, and the others. Good question. You know, the 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 activity is is not necessarily bound to the fence line at Skinwalker Ranch on on my five hundred twelve acre piece of property, but it is important to realize that the the highest degree of frequency of sightings and other high strangeness, for whatever reason, going back decades. Uh, appears to be focused on this property. And so as much as we we take a broad view and look at the Uinta Basin with our research, a lot of our resources will continue to be focused uh, right there on that 512 acres. Now, that being said, we see some common uh, commonality with, with other sites globally. There are other areas uh, that uh, report uh, unusual activity that we have been uh, communicating with, or at least with those researchers involved with those uh, those sites, and and you know we may have the opportunity in the future to to uh, interact with them as part of the uh, the ongoing effort. If anyone from the network was listening, that might be a nice uh, Christmas special episode, maybe, getting those other researchers or, or spots involved if they wanted to do that. I'm sure people would be interested. Yeah, I mean, you could create a whole series just on the science of Skinwalker Ranch. The scientific platforms that have been established are really, to a large degree, proprietary. I have to give great credit to Eric Bard, our full-time physicist, who has been living on site, by the way, uh, since last August, September, without uh, without returning to uh, to his home that much, and he's uh, he's constantly and vigilantly uh, monitoring all of the systems and reviewing everything from the footage to uh, a lot of the other uh, scientific readings that uh, that are that are being made on the property. I'm sure Eric works very hard, but he does get a beautiful view of the Mesa and a very cool command centre to work out of, so I'm, I'm not going to be too sympathetic towards him. He's got some pretty cool toys to work with. Well, but it's a dangerous place, and you know, bad things happen to people, unfortunately, on this property. That is why we, we require that everyone sign a liability waiver acknowledging the risks associated with uh, entering Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, it's it's a known fact that you know a number of participants have ended up in the hospital with the mysterious illnesses or injuries over the course of the last couple of years, and and it's something that continues to concern me. Well, th- you talk about that. This past week, I had uh, Professor Gary Nolan on the podcast, who was talking with me about the hitchhiker effect, and right. he thought it was potentially not something that is necessarily negative that he thinks it can be from someone opening up and being more susceptible to whatever this entity being or beings are that are looking to attach themselves. And I wonder, Brandon, as the months and years have passed, your six years now of stewardship, how has your perception of this hitchhiker phenomenon changed? Well, I have great respect for Dr. Nolan. 
and uh, his work. I mean, he's one of the finest, uh, you know, scientists on the planet uh, right now. And so to, to hear that he's he's uh, referenced the hitchhiker effect and and some of what we are dealing with or what attends the phenomena is uh, is 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 interesting and something I respect. Uh, I think that you know we've seen both malevolent, negative, and you know somewhat I wouldn't call it positive, but but at least some benign hitchhiker activity that has followed people home, that has uh, has been witnessed by family members. But uh, unfortunately, I would say over half the time it seems to be somewhat negative. Do you think, and I wonder, is this a discussion that you or your colleagues have had, that what we interpret as humans as being a negative experience could potentially be something just trying to communicate in its own way? Uh, perhaps. I And I think that there may be entities that are, are simply trying to communicate with us. I believe we have evidence of that at Skinwalker Ranch, uh, but I, I, I don't know that we're dealing with just one one entity i think we're dealing with a diversity of agendas and origins associated with the uh activity seen at skinwalker ranch just thinking of you know fish inside of a fish tank that if you tap the outside of it you're not necessarily trying to scare them but maybe get their attention but what you do is inadvertently cause a reaction that does scare the fish and i wonder sometimes are these the effects that could be happening but I've also spoken to people like Thomas Winterton and George Knapp, who George Knapp himself said he had an experience and it actually went on to his wife as well, which he was he said was particularly terrifying and scary. So I can appreciate there's been some some not very nice things things happen to people who have visited the ranch. Sure. Sure. I think uh, you know there's there's there is a diversity of uh, activity and experiences associated with uh, with those that have participated at Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, Thomas Winterton, uh, our superintendent of six years, has unfortunately had very negative experiences, not only negative experiences on the ranch that, uh, that we believe you know, led to his hospitalization and almost uh, threatened. I mean, these were life-threatening uh, situations, but he's also had things that have gone beyond that, that all... I'll leave for him to decide whether he wants to discuss in the future. If anyone wants to go back, it was one of the first interviews I'd done was with Thomas Winterton, and he does discuss in some detail things that followed him back to his home, potentially, and some scary experiences with his car. And So, yeah, something definitely worth checking out. Thomas was very open. Um, I want to ask you, though, you mentioned it's been six years now, Brandon, since you'd taken over the stewardship of the ranch. Um, what's been your proudest moment in those six years? I think my proudest moment has been seeing this team work together and really coalesce into a a truly multidisciplinary collaborative effort to to discover the 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 nature of what we're dealing with and and document it to see these these fine individuals uh, that uh, that have come together and and are faced with some very challenging circumstances. And, and a task to try to get to the bottom of a mystery that has been going on for, for decades, if not millennia, and, and to see them actually executing on, on not only the experiments, but working together to, 
to solve the mystery and and to to put the puzzle pieces together in a way that we haven't seen in any other instance that I'm aware of in the public domain. I I, I find all of that very very uh, inspiring, and I'm most proud of that. I'm I'm very proud of of my team and their efforts, and to see them all grow together and see this effort uh, bring I I think the most professional uh, focus and scientific tools and investigation to what was previously a, a controversial uh, topic or, or arena of topics is, is something that I'm quite proud of. And on that, just today, as we record this, it's the 17th of May, uh, congressional UAP hearings took place uh, within Congress in the United States. Uh, have you had a chance yet, Brandon, to catch up on what happened at those, those events? Yeah, I, I've reviewed some of that and I'll, I'll reserve comment. Um, other than to, to state that it's about time. I mean, it's it's about time that the public uh, be awakened to the fact that this is real, that this is not, you know, the figment of people's imaginations, that uh, that our, our airspace is being violated, that, uh, that some of our most uh, skilled fighter pilots and, and military officers have witnessed phenomena and and have been willing to step forward uh, and and vocalize uh, their uh, their experiences. I think that's a big deal. I think that the facts speak for themselves. Anyone who does their due diligence regarding these topics, I mean, real due diligence, looking at witness testimony, <coughs> excuse me, witness testimony and uh, and the documentary evidence associated, you know, with these, Topics, I, I think we'll find that there is very real uh, legitimacy and validity to them. So it's it's good to see that uh, Congress is taking it seriously. I think that we're just barely scratching the surface, uh, and 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 th- there is so much more to be revealed in the weeks and months to come. Can you foresee a time where the ranch itself is brought up as a place of interest in hearings or settings like that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's it's no secret that Skinwalker Ranch has been a living laboratory and was part of a, a Pentagon-funded black budget program for years. And and for whatever reason, is is a hotspot for monitoring this type of uh, activity. Is there an open invitation to any of those congressmen or women with an interest in the UFO, UAP, or phenomenon as a subject to come to the ranch and visit? Well, we we don't schedule tours. I mean, this isn't something that we uh, that that we're anxious to open up for uh, for the public. I mean, it, if I if I even granted one percent of the requests that I receive on a on a weekly basis from people, and a lot of very qualified people that want to visit the property, meet with the team. Uh, I I would be overwhelmed twenty four seven, and you know we are conducting a very sensitive scientific investigation right now, and there is liability associated with it. So I I'll answer your question with with the statement that we'd be happy to brief any uh, anyone in authority relative to the reality of our ongoing investigation and the data the hard data underpinning our findings and and our research and uh, and activity 
and uh, look forward to being very transparent with the public and anyone who is interested. That's a fair comment. Uh, to finish off, I'd like to get to some listener questions for you, Brandon. There was a lot of interest, so um, if you can get through a couple of these, that'd be appreciated. You bet. Um, first up is from BB. Uh, BB would like to know if you have any idea who or why is constantly surveilling the ranch, i.e. drones in the airspace, black helicopters flying around or anything like that. <laughs> well, if, if you saw episode one of this, this new season... You, you, you saw that we are most definitely being monitored by, by government entities, uh, even above 45,000 feet, conducting very sophisticated uh, monitoring and surveillance of, of our property. I mean, and, and we've continued to document uh, additional activity that has even taken place in the last few weeks. Uh, that uh, that is undeniable, that is well documented. So we know that that the ranch is a an area of interest. We know that for whatever reason it is it has gone gone far beyond just the scope of our investigation, but has captured the attention of other entities. What what they know that we don't know? It would, that's a good question. Uh, it, it'd be great to collaborate and to to be able to know the exact nature of some of that surveillance that is taking place. But there's a big difference between that surveillance that is taking place and the bona fide unidentified aerial phenomena that we are, uh, that we are documenting and experiencing with third party witnesses there seeing before their very eyes. That's, that's what is I think most compelling. You know, we continually document, I think, some of the best evidence of unidentified aerial phenomena correlated with, you know, electromagnetic anomalies and equipment malfunctions, and also third-party expert witnesses that are engaged with the team that are there and, and witnessing these things happening in real time. Julie wants to know, has Dr. Avi Loeb ever visited the ranch? And would you be interested in working in any capacity on the Galileo project? I had the privilege of meeting with Dr. Loeb several months ago. In fact, we spoke at, uh, at the Museum of Science in Boston and discussed a collaborative effort. In fact, I offered to, uh, to have a Galileo project installation at Skinwalker Ranch and to closely collaborate and work together and to compare data in service to discovery. That's good to know. Is that something that's on the horizon or just has been left out there tentatively? Uh, it, it's on the horizon, but uh, I think we, we, you know, we're, we're working through that process and hope to re-engage and continue the discussion here in the near future. Excellent. Um, Tree of Life says in the book uh, Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, it is suggested that the hitchhiker effect can jump from one person to another. So family members of someone who visited can have experiences outside of the ranch. Are there any theories on why it spreads and how many people it can spread to? There are a lot of theories and there is a lot of data backing up the so-called hitchhiker effect. Uh, One thing is for sure, there are a number of military operatives and you know former scientists and participants on the ranch that refuse to ever set foot 
back on that property ever again. Even Mr. Bigelow refuses to ever set foot on this property again. And, uh, and we've received a lot of, um, how, how shall I say this? We've received a lot of feedback confirming that, uh, that the hitchhiker effect is real and that the, the impact that it has had on families, on family members associated with, uh, with those who have, who have visited the ranch and participated in the investigations it's something to be taken very seriously. Brendan has a question. Is the ranch a place that indigenous people went to in order to induce ontological shock as part of an initiation? And if so, why is there any reason to assume a nuts and bolts investigation will give any answers as the phenomenon there would not seem to be made from nuts and bolts? Uh, Good question. We've identified areas of the property where there are pictographs or petroglyphs and, and megalithic structures that, uh, that are ancient, uh, that have been around for a very long time. The indigenous peoples, the, the, the Native Americans that inhabited the property uh, left traces of their uh, habitation and also the, the fact that they, they were making some record of, of not only potential star charts, but also, uh, you know, I think signifying that this property, for whatever reason, was a place of significance. Uh, being sensitive to that cultural history and bringing consultants on the property to help our team and you know our full-time anthropologist, Candace Lindy, better understand the historical context has been an important part of our investigation. Ryan wants to know that when you saw the silver metallic craft or any UAP experience you've had, have you ever had any overwhelming sense of emotion that you've you've felt along with that experience? I I didn't personally. I was I was astonished by what I what I witnessed with other witnesses sitting right by my side when I had my own sighting in broad daylight and observed that craft or that object maneuvering in ways that just defy any conventional description. But I, I didn't feel any sense of dread. It was more uh, more that I was in awe. It just seemed unbelievable that we were witnessing it. And, and the whole episode happened over the course of about 20 seconds and was over. And it, I think it's, it's difficult for people to understand sometimes that, that when you're caught off guard, <laughs> even on Skinwalker Ranch, uh, that has this history. I mean, it's 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 something that uh, that you're never really prepared for. I think most people will attest to the fact that they're unprepared for what they witness uh, on the property. Two more questions, Mister Fugel. Uh, this one from Mark: Is there any person or organization besides yourself sponsoring research at the ranch? No, no. In fact, it's. Uh, it's really all been sponsored and and paid for by me since since I acquired the property in April 2016, uh, along with of course the History Channel uh, helping to subsidize some of the experimental activity and uh, personnel and expenses during the short period of time every year that they are uh, uh, working on production. So the the History Channel engagement, while while important and 
and I think uh, very helpful. This doesn't come close to to covering the cost and expense associated with the ongoing scientific investigation that has now surpassed six years under my stewardship. And final question from Gaz. Is there anywhere else in the world you would like to investigate and why? If you were looking at purchasing a new Skinwalker Ranch, is there anywhere you would have your eye on? Uh, sure. I, I, there are other areas of interest that uh, that I would like to have the team investigate simply because I, I believe pulling the data together and, and finding correlations uh, can help us better understand potentially the, the nature of what we're dealing with, the, the origin, the agenda. Uh, I think there are some common signatures, if you will, uh, that we find uh, across the world in other locations. Uh, it, it would be interesting. But as of right now, I, I haven't found any place of interest that uh, merits uh, actually acquiring. And to finish off, uh, Brandon, you've been very good, generous with your time again. What have people got to look forward to with the rest of season three? Uh, a lot of revelations, a lot of very surprising uh, activity that is captured on camera, real time. And again, I want to stress this is a completely unscripted, factual docu series. None of this has been, you know, contrived, fabricated in any way. Uh, and we are really excited to present to the public, you know, what we have continued to experience and discover uh, as part of this groundbreaking research at Skinwalker Ranch. I've, I've said this before. I believe that this is the greatest science project of our time and, and holds such potential to, uh, to help us understand our place in the universe, the nature of our reality, and, and answer that question of, you know, are we alone? I think the answer is right in front of us. And the answer is no, we are not alone. Uh, we, are in, we are interacting with, uh, with the diversity of, uh, of entities, of, of phenomena that, uh, that continues to defy explanation, or at least any conventional explanation. That is all for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to leave the podcast a review on your chosen platform. You can like, retweet and subscribe. That would all be very much appreciated. The shows are being uploaded onto YouTube as we speak more and more. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash that UFO podcast to access shows ad free as well. Please get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that UFO podcast. Of course, on Twitter, it's at UFO, U-A-P-A-M. And again, folks, as always, keep looking up. You never know what you might see. It wasn't a tic-tac and not quite a saucer, more like a hubcap designed by Chaucer, a little baroque and quite steampunk, like Alice was playing bass for the Parliament of Fuck. The little fucker hovered right outside of my window, and when I shoved out the screen, he made it an issue. I don't think he expected me to see his ass, but I'd had some champagne and smoked a little bit. Imagine how it could have been any better. I got to the top of the stairs and there he was. Like you awake, I was about to abduct you, cuz.
window after the elf, and I woke up in my bed, and there was something on my head, and everything was weird, and everything was wet. I called up my boys, they thought this was noise, they thought it was a dream, they thought it was my toys, they thought it was my problems, and they think I should see therapy, and I don't know what it is, because it doesn't really scare me. Thank you.